Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Hello, and welcome back to The Sonic Collective. My name is Darren Scott, and I am joined today with Alan Dupuis and Scott Gregory in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and all the way on the flip side of the universe world in Thailand, in Bangkok, Scott Coates. One day we should just do an episode on why is one he remembers in Thailand, but not today. Anyway, today's episode is about the Sleaford mods. I decided to pick the Sleaford mods because I had just kind of run across them and just something just a seed planted and and I just really liked it. I'm not going to get too much into my review. I'm going to pass it, but I'll just do a few facts before I kind of pass it on to the guys because I think I've probably potentially shocked them to death with this pick or maybe pushed them a bit. I don't know. But anyway, Divide and Exit uh, was the Sleaford's Mods' seventh album. They have 11 now, actually. It's funny, like you never hear of them, some bands and you realize they have 11, 11 albums. Um, but this one was May 2014. Runtime of only 40 minutes, which we've said we like, although there's quite a few tracks on it. You know, really this band, it started in two th- 2007 with Jason Williamson and Simon Parframent. Um, but Simon left the band in 2012 and Andrew Farron took over. Um, this was kind of just like a, a working class group of English guys. Uh, Jason Williamson had tried to make a career playing in bands or just trying to find any gig, just trying to, you know, kind of DIY music and just trying to get his own style. And I think it wasn't really until they, they just kind of removed all the noise and uh, what I would say got back to more punk roots that uh, they kind of found their sounds. Yeah, so, I mean, interesting album. I had heard the song Tweet, 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 which is on this album. It's kind of what, the first song I remember hearing of them. Uh, but after, I, I just kind of started exploring their discography and songs. And personally, I really like, I can imagine being in like, uh, in Calgary, Alberta, there's a club called the Palomino, which is kind of uh, dirty. It's not, actually, I shouldn't call it dirty. It's a great place. Uh, they have great food. Maybe the downstairs is a little dirty. Okay, maybe it's a little dirty. But uh, but it's awesome. And it just plays great punk music. I'm like, I could just imagine seeing this band down here. And it just, that, that just kind of drew me in. But anyway, I won't go too far, but I'll get back to my review. But I'm really interested to see what the guys think. Or I guess not see, probably hear. So let's throw it to Alan here in Calgary. All right. The Sleaford Mods, Divide and Exit. Um, the first thing we should mention is that music is art, and art is subjective, and art doesn't always have to be good <laughs> to be enjoyable. <laughs> Jason Williamson uh, is the vocalist for the Sleaford Mods, and he is not exactly singing. He's also not exactly rapping. It's just kind of like shouting repetitively over and over against equally repetitive backing tracks. So this album is definitely not for everyone. However, don't let me come off like I'm selling it short because in truth, I actually kind of dig this. It's a weird one, okay? The album itself is kind of tough to listen to back to back, track over track over track. Just because I find it's like super repetitive and kind of grating. Um, I mean, they're shouting. They're shouting and it's it's sort of abrasive. But the songs at the individual level, I think, are super fun. And 
I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and maybe I'm gonna speak for everyone in the group when I say that one of the things that makes this more, I guess, listenable is the fact that they have this wacky Cockney accent. I think if he didn't have that accent, I wouldn't have given half a shit about this album, but the accent sells it for me. Lyrically, some of them had me laughing out loud. Uh, just completely absurd, almost stream of conscious verbal diarrhea. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Wesley Willis. If you're familiar with Wesley Willis, he was like this schizophrenic dude who like yeah. rapped over loops of, of music. Like yeah. I, McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. I love Wesley Willis, like kind of as a novelty. It's not something I would listen to to jam out on, right? And I, you know, people, I I was reading their, uh, the Wikipedia entries for Sleaford Mods and like people are comparing them to this band called The Streets, who I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of. Mm -hmm. I didn't really pick up much influence from the streets aside from a similar accent to me this was way more like wesley willis territory in terms of just like what the hell did you just say like why did your brain go there yeah i don't know i don't know i mean they're yeah it's a tough one man i, <laughs> I liked it in a strange way but it's not something i would listen to all the time you know and I mean, look, some of the songs are just hilarious. Livable Shit is one of the tracks. I thought that was funny. Another track called Plastics and the NCT. I don't even know what the NCT stands for. I should have probably looked that up prior to jumping on this call. But at any rate, like there are some standout tracks. Um, Darren, you mentioned Tweet 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 being the one that you had heard before. That's actually the final track on the album. And I think it's one of the longest ones or it's up there anyway at three minutes and four seconds mm. um <laughs> that that one like some of them are really freaking catchy but the problem is every single song is super repetitive not just vocally but like the backing instrumentals there's not a whole lot there but i will say this i think that's by design because when you listen to the album really closely you can pick up that these guys they know what they're doing musically. I think they have an understanding of timing, the way certain words are enunciated, the way they kind of syncopate and, and follow a beat. Like, I think they understand the fundamentals of music and they just can't be bothered to make something that's like a high quality, high polish. Like, I don't think that's what they're trying to do, which mm -hmm. is why this album's like their seventh album or whatever. It makes sense. Like, they're not spending the time honing this you know, as though it's a masterpiece. They're just expressing themselves and it's art. And art is subjective and doesn't have to be good to be enjoyable. I think I kind of made all the points I want to make and I'm starting to ramble. So who else wants to to, to share their thoughts on Sleepered Mods? I, I, I'll go just because there's things I definitely want to respond to that, that Alan said. First, I love your, your opinion of art. I think it's true. And it's funny that it hasn't come up until we ran into the Sleaford mods. So I had never heard of them before. And overall, I'm not sure it's me cup of tea, mate. But I, I did find it novel in the start. And it was really just after listening to it back to back album length for a month that, that it didn't age super well for me. But I do like singles on it, and I think if I was to mix it in, there are some things that I definitely like. The album length was good for me, for sure. Uh, like we said, we like those short, punchy ones, and these are definitely a group of punchy songs, and I appreciate that about it. 
the working class feel to this. There was definitely a period in my life where I was super into that with, you know, like punk and lo-fi rap and, um, yeah, like I don't, I won't get down on them for for sounding repetitive through the album because I'm not sure how you can really get around that when you're just such a stripped down sound, right? Like he's a solo vocalist over like maybe two or three layers on the track. So there is going to be some very strong similarities between them that you can't shake. It's you got to get deep into the lyrics and I was like Alan where uh, I found them interesting. I enjoyed reading them more than listening because I did have a little bit of an issue with with the accent and the cadence. It's actually like this this technique called uh, it's German Sprechgesang, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It it really interested me and it reminded me a bit of Prodigy because uh, I think these guys lean more towards their punk side of roots than they do the rap. Uh, despite, you know, the, the layer tracks. And so when I think of them and then I think of the way that prodigy gets out there and the, the singy kind of rappy, mm-hmm. uh, side of it, I, I can see a direct line between those two, uh, and, yeah, and happy I, Mondays too. They get compared to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've. Yeah, really? Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays. Anyway, similar style. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, like rap, and but with some industrial and techno side of things. Only they obviously don't have the production value that Prodigy has put into their stuff. With like, you know, like we've talked about Public Enemy and the Bomb Squad uses like eighty to a hundred some odd samples on every track. Right, this guy uses like three. So <laughs> with, with a drum loop. So and I dig that about him on one level. Right and. Uh, I did a tour of a lot of their stuff and they sound really good live. And how could you not? Because there's not a lot of overproduction on anything that they do. I really liked the track, Cor- The Corgi. And mm-hmm. Tweet, 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 I think really stood out for me too. Uh, it's really fast paced. His vocals are a little bit different in it. Uh, that ah thing and some backing vocals inside of it added some complexity to it that I thought was missing from most of the other tracks. Uh, and then the Corgi, he was taking a little bit more of a singy rather than rappy kind of take on it too. And I think it's because they're a little bit different that I enjoyed those two and they might float to the top for me. Overall, like I said, I, I did a little bit of a deeper dive into the Sleaford mods and I really like some of their more new stuff like Mork and Mindy with Billy Nomates. And then, uh, oh my God, uh, as an aside, Amy Taylor from Amal and the Sniffers. She's featured on Nudge, one of their most recent tracks. Mm-hmm. Wow, you gotta you gotta check that out. <laughs> she's she's something, and I'll just leave it at that. Both on this track, but then uh, on her, like her own song, Control. I, I it was like if Sid Vicious would have got the Blondie first and then put her in a punk band. So <laughs> check, check that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mark and Mindy was this- like number one too in the UK. By the way, it was, oh yeah, it was her first number one. Yeah. Wow. That's from their new album, Spare Ribs, which which just came out in October. Yeah, it's it's great. I can see this evolution in their sound and how it's growing a little bit and that maybe that's some commercial influence on them. I don't know. But you you still see what who they are in Divide and Exit in the new album as well, too, right? And, and for me, I think that's a good thing. I, I like the sound. Like I said, I don't think I could listen to the whole album when we review albums. I, I couldn't continuously listen to the whole album, but like a couple of the other ones out there, once I've had a taste of the whole thing and the story it tells... Uh, I like to grab 
singles off of it and i tend to build playlists and yeah there were a couple of really strong contenders off of this one for me so overall i came away smiling uh scott c yeah i i echo what the two of you have mostly said never heard of the sleaford mods and one thing i love about being in the sonic collective is the amount of music I get exposed to that I'd never even heard of before. So in that sense, it was is really good, uh, neat to listen to this band. I mean, very local, right? These guys are UK and they are talking about their homes and their country. Had a bit of a time, tough time following the lyrics, but that's all music to me. I have to stop doing everything else to really focus on the lyrics. I think it's neat that, I mean, these guys are punk. And when I called them up on uh, iTunes, it even says punk. So yeah, this really isn't content wise. And I think even skill wise, a lot different than the UK punk bands back in the seventies and, and so forth. They're just saying what they see about life and classes and working environments and stuff, which, which is neat, which is cool. You know, the beats are okay, but like both of you have said, they're they're really repetitive, right? They're pretty basic, and then it just goes on. There's there's no real hot catch there, which you know I like some rap songs because there'll be something about it that makes you want to kind of bop or move. I didn't really feel any of them had that. Um, the corgi and from rags to riches actually, you know, had a bit of bass and some more instruments, which I was like, oh, okay, you can kind of see the punk coming through, and I'd almost like to hear a little bit more actual music with instruments coming through on it. The final track, Tweet, 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 was probably the only one that really grabbed me, but still tough to put it on a playlist. You guys have said it is as a whole album. I found this really abrasive. Like I found myself sort of feeling just a little annoyed. And I think it's just his voice. I think a couple songs at the pub, you know, you're having a beer and one comes on, then a few other songs and another one comes on. That's okay. But I just feel like I'm kind of getting yelled at the entire album. It was just a bit abrasive and, and irritating. And that goddamn words, air conditioning has been stuck in my head for weeks. I don't even, I don't even know what he says before the air conditioning, but air conditioning is stuck in my head. So ultimately to listen to a whole album or be memorable or on a playlist, there needs to be something that stands out that, that being a, a catchy riff beat, great rapping, great singing, great musicianship. And they don't really have this on any of them. That said, I mean, I'm glad I was exposed to them. It's certainly a really new sound, really interesting. Uh, Like Scott Gregory, I I looked at a lot of their other stuff online. And it's kind of funny how the other guy just presses start on the drum machine or whatever and stands there while he does Mm -hmm. their act. I mean, I think it's great social commentary. It's great what they're doing. But just being yelled at with really repetitive beats long term doesn't grab me. But glad, glad to have listened to it and to know of them now. Darren. Thanks, Scott. I think um, where I really bonded with these this band, the Sleaford Mods, is that I feel for the first time in a long time, this is like a, an extremely awesome punk movement. Like, gone are the days of the Sex Pistols and just trying to buy a bass and a guitar and some drums to whack. I think now it's like... If you can afford a cheap PC and a cheap microphone, you can you can produce this kind of stuff. And that's punk. Um, and to me, I think that's what really drew me to them. I just really like that they were like trying something new and they are unapologetically like working class English. And they are just like, this is, this is the fuck you music. And that's exactly what punk is supposed to be is fuck you. And I think this mu- this music does it so well and so new in a different style. 
they actually call it, I have it here, electronic munt. I don't even know what the word munt means. I didn't even Google it because why? Uh, minimalist punk hop rants for the working class. That's literally how they refer to themselves. They said they were inspired by the mod scene, which is like an English fashion movement in the kind of 70s uh, that kind of happened around punk fashion and music. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan and punk. Like, I mean, what a crazy mashing of shit. Um, I do not think they're the the best musicians in the world. Uh, I love, I, like you, you said, I love how Andrew Farron just like literally just like presses a space bar on his computer and then just drinks a beer and nods his head. Like, I think if I was at like a big Glastonbury festival, I'd feel a little like self-conscious just <laughs> up there. But yeah, uh, I, I love it. I, I, we, I mentioned it in uh, when I picked it, but uh, there's a couple of films about them. And the one is called Bunch of Kunst, K-U-N-S-T, just so you know, not cursing, although I guess I am. Um, but that's literally the name of their documentary. It was, it was kind of interesting, but I just love the street vibe from it you know what i i feel like you know and i i i want to say is like name another band that sounds like them and i don't think you can and i think that's unique and i think that you know we just reviewed lady antebellum lady a and uh i think that was the problem we all had with it is like it was great music we love the album but it was a pop album it just sounded like every other country band i shouldn't say every other they're talented don't get me wrong but it just you could name a lot of other bands that sounded very similar to them where i do not think you can do that with the sleaford mods yeah i, I you know what really i think you know they're meant to be a live band as well like we just got to interview danco jones who's a great live canadian performer and um that he almost threw me into that. I'm like, I think the Sleaford mods fall in that category too. Probably better if you never heard an album and you just saw them live in like an English pub one night, you'd be like, what the fuck happened? And that's how they started, right? They were just touring small little pubs and just doing their shit. Uh, I mean, they've gotten a little bit bigger. Um, again, I agree. I don't think you should put this whole album on or put all their discography on and listen back to back. I do not think that. I think they're probably better taken in small doses uh, at times. They're not for us. I mean, uh, even Alan is our youngest member at, let's call it 21. <laughs> uh, well, but um, it, he's not, he's a bit older than that. But I mean, they're my age, these guys, which is funny. They're like 50 and 51, I believe. Um, but they're, they're meant for a younger, more uh, probably pissed off crowd. Um, <laughs> so I agree with that. But I, I like the fuck you movement of it. And yeah, uh, you know, so that I think that's why I picked it. I just thought it was something different for the first time in a while. And especially I like my punk music and I just thought it was a new, you know, a new form of punk. Let's get to the scores. So uh, let's throw it back to Alan and see how we thought of it score wise. Alrighty. Um, so this is, is going to sound weird because. OK, let me preface this by saying. I play the hell out of Grand Theft Auto. And I feel like this album, every track on this album could find a home on one of the radio stations on Grand Theft Auto. That's the vibe this shit gives off. And I'm totally, for me, that's that's rad. So uh, I'm going to give it a five for influence my taste because I definitely want to hear more of these guys, even though like we've all touched on, like I don't want to hear the whole damn album, but like piecemeal tracks, they're pretty freaking fun. So five out of five influenced my taste. Would I recommend it? I'm going to give that a five as well. Um, with the caveat that you have to be kind of a, a madman to enjoy this kind of music or appreciate it. But I am a madman. So five out of five for recommendations. Overall opinion, however, 
I'm only going to give it a three and a half because as music, can't talk, as musical artists, I feel like they're calling it in. They're not really like pushing any sort of envelopes in terms of like quality, <laughs> um, but they're doing their own thing. Like Darren mentioned, it's really punk rock uh, in its own kind of sound. And that's awesome. So overall, I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five, even though I really did enjoy it. Awesome. Scott Gregory. Yeah, mine's going to be a little bit of a weird one, too. And I just wanted uh, to go back to Scott C for one quick second. You had air conditioning stuck in your head. The line for me is, you scratch my back. I don't scratch anything except for my nuts. That one stuck, <laughs> that one the, stuck with me. The lyrics me are very, very deep. And me. I know, right? So deep. They speak to me. That being said, going into <laughs> influencing my tastes, you know, I, I'm going to give it a two. I see what influenced me and what influenced them, but they're not really influencing me a huge amount or the stuff that came after me. But that's not, I don't want that to be an indictment of them, right? It's just, it shows that we're kind of navigating in two different spaces post our similar influences. You know, I'm not a Brit bonger. It's not speaking to me in my social situation that I'm in, but I'm pretty sure influence would go up a lot higher if I was in the UK and, uh, and having a go of it. Would I recommend this album? We've spoken about how as an album it's tough. Uh, I'll give it a three. But I would definitely give the Sleaford mods in general a five that you should go check them out and listen to them and, and, and hear what they're, what they're saying. I agree with Darren that they, they have a unique sound to them, something new in a space where it's difficult to be new and to stand out. Uh, and so overall opinion, once again, of this album, I'll put it at like a three uh, with a recommend. But, you know, give it a listen at least once. You're not going to dig into it for a month like we did. Give the whole album. Highly recommend you you listen to it. And my opinion of them overall as artists is probably floating around a five. But listening to them in album format would probably be very difficult. And that's where those points come back down when it's at the album level. It's me. Nice. Scott Coates? So I'm kind of similar. Influence, I'm going to give it a two because I have full respect. I think we all have full respect for them and what they're doing, and it's different. And Darren, you bring up a good point, like name another band that sounds like them, and I, and I can't. So full respect and glad I've experienced them, but influence a two. I'm not terribly inspired for more of it. Recommend, I'll give it a four. I think you know anyone that's interested in music and how it evolves – absolutely listen to it like what a neat evolution of punk and electronic and rap and spoken word right overall i'm just going to give it a two because again i i just felt myself kind of as an entire album more a bit irritated and, and feeling just kind of like listening to nails on a chalkboard a few songs here and there at the pub popping up on a playlist fine whole album i'm just going to give it a two darren yeah and that's a good point it's definitely not like hey i'm just going to chill out and put this on the background it's it's definitely a choice at that point, and it's more in a punk club. Um, I find it was a lot better with Highland Cherry Burst Cannabis, available in Canadian legal markets. Uh, yeah, that stuff's coming in about like 24 to 26% THC, and it makes you laugh and have a good time. Highland Cherry Burst. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's I don't pay for any of that. I know, man. I just, <laughs> I just say the weeds I like. And that is well, a really good one. I know. Um, well, we did anyway. lose the Palomino as a sponsor, so we got to we got yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. weed companies. When you go to the Palomino, start with Highland Cherry Burst. I think it's from Nova Scotia, too, by the way. Highland makes sense. Um, anyway, 
my score is pretty easy. I'm actually going fours across the board. I think for influence for me, because I have always liked punk music and I like what this has done. I, you know, and I, I was impressed you did a five album, by the way, but I think for me, four, um, you know, the uh, recommend, I think it's, on, on, you know, if you're a music fan and you want to see kind of how things are evolving and how people are super pissed off in different parts of the world, uh, especially around the punk scene, this is good. And overall, for me, like, again, it's not a perfect album, but you can go back and listen to Iggy and the Stooges or some of this old stuff. And that would get trashed, too. So I, I'm coming from like, I like that style of music. And um, I appreciate what uh, they're doing, but it's by no means a Beethoven classic or, or you know, or, or like the most well-written lyrics or music in the world. But I agree with Alan. I think they kind of know what they're doing and they're doing it on purpose, too. It's just like it's the new DIY. You can do that with a computer. Um, but that's it. Um, yeah. Any parting shots, guys? Or I guess or maybe uh, Scott, you're up next. Um, what kind of uh, pick do you have in store for us? I always go through a bit of a, a mental struggle as to what to pick and end up listening to things all over the board. I actually went back and looked at all our picks. I think we've got 70 of them. And in a lot of mine, I also mentioned what other albums I was considering around for that pick. So I looked at some of those and everything from Brian Eno to uh, Jay-Z to what was the other close contender? Oh, Danko Jones. And I've settled on ZZ Top, their third album, uh, Tres Hombres from 1973, because I started listening I to some Top. Billy Gibbons. I didn't know he had a solo album mm -hmm. and getting into the blues. And then I was like, ah, went to old ZZ Top. So we're going to go there for next month. Yeah, that's an amazing pick. I, I have nice. that album and I'm so pumped to uh, review that one. Uh, ZZ Top, is, I think, is a band that you know, and, and I'm even old. Like I mentioned, I'm 51. And uh, that's an old album for me. That was before my time, really. So I got into it a bit later. Um, there's a good documentary. I believe it's on Netflix here in Canada. And others, if you search it up, I'm completely forgetting the name of it. But, Little Man from Texas or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, great pick. All right. Well, that wraps up this round or not. not doesn't wrap up this round wraps up today. Um, we're not, we usually do rounds sometimes, but this one, we're just kind of picking who we like. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad you guys, you know what? I'm glad I picked that. I think it was just like a different weird thing that I kind of discovered and I'm glad you kind of uh, appreciate it. And I think others will. And, uh, you know, I'd recommend checking out the Sleaford Mods. But uh, for now, I am Darren Scott. I'm with Scott Coates all the way in Thailand. And of course, Alan Dupuis and Scott Gregory here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And for now, we are signing off at thesonicollective.com or listen on your favorite podcast platform. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and more to come. Stay tuned for next month. ZZ Top with Scott Coates. Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.